Hello and welcome to The Nerd Degree. It's me, Brennan, with a quick preamble. Just want to talk about a couple of things before the episode starts. First of all, uh, you might have noticed a change to the format. Instead of doing uh, two shorter episodes per month like we were doing, we've switched to one longer episode once a month. Uh, we just find that it's working a lot better for us. Uh, so I hope you enjoy that. The other thing is, uh, I just want to say... On behalf of everyone at the Nerd Degree, how much we admire, respect, and love Stephen Hawking, and uh, I just want to, uh, you know, this is not the first time this has happened, but there are some uh, awkwardly timed jokes uh, for the, in this podcast, which was, to in our defence, recorded last week. Um, so, uh, you know, Stephen Hawking had a, an amazing sense of humour. So uh, I think. I think he can take a joke, um, and so I, I'm going to leave those in there. Uh, please enjoy the show, uh, and we'll talk to you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your nerds! Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Nerd Degree. My name is Ben Allen, and tonight we are bringing you the Nerd Degree, them's fighting nerds, from brawls to bitch slaps, and boxing to ball punching. We are going to punch more often than punching Judy, hit harder than Hitler, and, <laughs> <laughs> and scrap meaner than Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> he was mean. Uh, so, are we ready to enter combat? Because as a wise man once said and made millions of dollars from saying so, Let's get ready to rumble! Hello. <laughs> said, I, I believe I actually might have to cut that out yeah. because that is, that is really copyrighted. Yeah, it's copyrighted. It might be copyrighted. Uh, I'm joined here tonight uh, in the booth by no one. We don't do that anymore. It's new and confusing and I fear change. Instead, <laughs> Brendan is right next to me. How are you, Brendan? I'm, I'm excellent. I'm looking forward to a good, clean fight. No punching below the belt. Oh, I, 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 I've che- I checked a- everyone's nails beforehand. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, so you will be administering uh, things tonight, making sure we keep it nice and clean. Uh, I'm joined uh, by two teams uh, tonight. On the left of me, to the right of the audience. Uh, hello, guys. Um, who's sitting on the end there? Hi, my name's Emma Custard. I'm a comedian and I like fighting people. You do really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I asked the I asked the uh, the nerds tonight to have a little think about if they could fight anyone from history. Yeah. <laughs> who would they choose to fight? Who would you fight from history? Uh, this it might was... shock you, but I would really like to fight Sea Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> the horse. Yes. Why? Um, well, I believe that um, the movie sucked. Um, Is it Seabiscuit's fault though? Yes. Um, and also, Farlap's way better of a passionate love for our national animal, Farlap. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great. Not uh, the Kiwi. Fantastic. <laughs> it is one horse. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Tim is right tonight. Oh, the, kia ora. Yeah. Uh, I'm, my name is Ray Shipley. I'm a, I'm a, a comedian, sort of, and, and a librarian. Uh, also, sort of, it's technically a library assistant. Uh, <laughs> and if I, could, if I could fight anyone from history, uh, I'm not a very good fighter, but I would, I would fight uh, Ernest Hemingway, but after we'd both had a number of pints. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think, I think he'd get worse at fighting and I'd get better. <laughs> and then we're baby B. Would you I mean, go out on a, it's like a fishing boat to have the fight? Or absolutely. Oh, awesome. <laughs> High chance of drunk drowning. <laughs> um, guys, what is your team going to be called tonight? Our team is called Fight Club 7. Fight Club 7. <laughs> Give Fight Club 7 a round of applause. <laughs> To my right, on the end there, who's over there? Well, my name is uh, Jeff Clark. I'm an, an improviser, comedian, and writer, or as I like to call it, fun employed. Um, <laughs> I'm, I stay at home and watch a lot of Netflix. Um, and if I could fight anyone from history, it would be Alexander the Great. Oh, yeah. yeah, just the two of us fighting because, let's face it, either. I'm beaten by Alexander the Great and I just join a really large group of people who were. It's not shameful. Or I'm the guy who beat Alexander the Great. Yeah. What name would you take on? What's your... Jeff the... Jeff the Even Better. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And who are we to disagree with that assessment? Yeah. Uh, and to Jeff's left this evening. Um, I'm Aaron Jelly. I'm also a comedian. And I suppose I would fight uh, King Henry VI. That's specific. Yeah, well, I want to fight a king, but I feel like a lot of them would kind of be brawlers. <laughs> and I'm not much of a fighter, but King Henry VI actually became king of England when he was nine. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> months old. <laughs> um, so I feel like I could take him. You I'd, make- I'd, so you basically want to just punch a baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I'd just wear some heavy boots and get my keys oh. between my knuckles. Oh, oh. oh Ben, I'd, I'd mess him up. You've <laughs> <laughs> lost the, the audience sympathy boats early. Aaron, I'm not an expert on the laws of succession, but I think that makes you the next king. <laughs> Punching a baby. <laughs> you don't have to time travel to punch a baby. You can do it right. What? <laughs> not a king uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, what, what were your George up to? <laughs> what were your team? <laughs> <laughs> and now we're on a watch list. Thank you. <laughs> um, what will your team be called this evening? Our team is called NACL Energizer. NACL Energizer, then. which for the chemistry nerds out there Deep is cut. assault and battery. Uh, <laughs> NACL. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know the jokes are good when you have to explain them. NACL, energize everybody. Give them a round of applause. Okay, we're on to the first round of the night, which is always, at the new degree, is nerd quotient. Tricky questions about nerdy subjects related to fighting, of course. Can we roll for initiative, please, guys? You do it, right. I'll blow on it and you. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, seven. Uh, Twelve. Ah. Ooh, Fight Club 7. Yeah. You t- ironically got a 12 and they got a 7. Um, okay, first question is for you then. So I would like to know what fight-related evidence do we have that Scientologists are good at making things up? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, fight-related evidence... <laughs> who, are the, who are the famous Scientologists? This like is pro- Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. He's quite fighting. Everyone is he's called quite Tom. Short, isn't he? I'll give you a hint if you like. Andrew Even Hale. more famous Scientologists than Tom Cruise, like the the o- Omega. Uh, oh, the 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 main one. Mm. 
Uh, 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 Mr. Scientology. Um, yeah, yeah. Ah, Mr. Scientology. Well, yeah, well, um, maybe like, I mean, definitely it's um, to do with uh, entrances. <laughs> you know how they enter with music? Oh, like yeah. boxes, oh, you know, like a... they enter with, they get to pick their music. Sure. Scientologists do. Yep, they do. <laughs> yeah. They do. Yep. Yeah. Everywhere they go. Yeah. <laughs> they're good at making stuff up. This is an intriguing avenue of inquiry. <laughs> but I feel it's, it's obvious. It's not correct. I'm going to throw oh. this over to NACL over Damn. here. Any ideas on this one? Well, I mean, there's, I mean, John Travolta starred in Battlefield Earth, which was the movie that they made about the origins of. Yeah, no, who, who wrote that book? L. Ron Hubbard, was right? The okay, writer. Oh, he was a sci- oh, L. Ron Hubbard was a science fiction writer before mm. he became a re- before he became a religious leader, and he basically based the religion on his series of science fiction novels, which were about uh, the the Zendus and the Thetans and mm. their their war and how the entire Scientology religion is based on the fact that they believe there are dead Thetans that are um, in. In people's bodies, and you can measure people's thetans level, and that's why. Jeff, are you just? Are you just? And I have lovely pamphlets. I'd like to give out <laughs> to the people here. Um, but yeah, um, like he based it was basically his, the base of the religion sounds like a bad series of sci-fi novels. Yeah, we don't really need fight-related evidence to know that they make things up because there's so much mm. other good evidence. Um, but um, what I was specifically angling for is uh, L. Ron Hubbard, mm. who, as you mentioned, was the science fiction writer that uh, came up with. Uh, what served in World War II uh, in the American Navy. And in May 1943, he was in charge of a submarine chasing vessel uh, that was ordered to go from Portland to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And he detected what he thought to be a Japanese submarine on his radar mm-hmm. and called in two American blimps to help with the search. Uh, and by midnight, two days later, he had assembled a small fleet. They were all looking for the submarine. But it was a uh, Thetan spaceship. Not quite. Oh. He had two cruisers, he had two Coast Guard cutters out. The combined ships dropped 100 depth charges into the ocean. After 68 hours, they couldn't find anything. And um, after uh, after an action report was written, it was corroborated by the other scenes, uh, the captains on the scene, that Hubbard had fought a 68-hour naval battle against a well-known, well-charted magnetic deposit on the seafloor. Right. <laughs> Which, he had. Which was caused by a sunken Thetan spaceship. Could have been Thetan. I've just got a follow up question, Ben. Um, yeah. What music did the submarine oh. <laughs> Presumably something pretty flash. Yeah. Uh, he also, in World War II, uh, Yellow Ron submarine? Hubbard, he almost. <laughs> that, was the 60s, that was the 60s. It would have been the depth charge rag. All oh, right, thanks, Jeff. He was eventually relieved of his command when he um, nearly caused the US to go to war with Mexico whenever war was. Uh. <laughs> When he decided to do some gunnery practice and just shell an unoccupied island, which was Mexican neutral territory. <laughs> so he wasn't the best. So maybe that's why he became a writer. It was not a very good sea S- captain. Sounds like an L. Ron Hubbub. Oh! <laughs> hey! Zang. <laughs> that's all right. So we're, they're only starting. It'll get better. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, NACL, this next question is for you. Mm. How is a single Viking... Potentially personally responsible for government, religion, justice, literature, art, leisure, and cushions. <laughs> well, um, obviously, if you've read the Hagar the Horrible co- uh, comic strip, then you'll know that Hagar has to deal with all of those things. 
And so that could be the origin of it. Is it Hagar the Horrible? It's not Hagar the Horrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's not personally responsible for government. That would be quite the achievement for a cartoonist. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Aaron, um, any thoughts on, on Vikings that have... I'm just combing my brains mm-hmm. for all of the notable Vikings that I'm aware of. Yeah. And... Just um, rattle a few off. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's Tristan the Terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, Cormac the um, Confounded. <laughs> I think he probably he Bell was Rock the Leaper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, I think I, I think, think it's pronounced can... Leaper, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Confounded. He just kind of like dipped his toe in everything. They were very impulsive people, the Vikings. They were impulsive. I don't feel like they really planned things out too much. This was so. an imp- it was an impulsive kind of thing that happened in this. What we're talking about here. Um, Fight Club 7, you got any ideas? Does the year 1066 ring any bells? Uh, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> There's a little, isn't there a, a little rhyme? Uh, 1066. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Traditionally, the key is to remember. Yeah, well, that's why rhyme. they invent those kind of rhymes, yeah. right? So that you can remember just, important historical dates. Just in dates. case something was, like this comes uh, up. 1066. Was, was 1066 um, the Battle of Agincourt? No, that was 1415. 1415. Don't you interrupt. I'm trying to I'm going to remember this at 3 a.m. Mm. So the battle you're probably all thinking of in 1066 is the Battle of Hastings. Mm. Right. Yeah, the Battle of Hastings in 1066. Now, the Battle of Hastings was fought after a previous battle. So uh, there's a long, slightly complicated story behind this. King Harold, uh, in 1066, was one of the many uh, claimants to the English throne. And How old was, was King Harold? He was older than nine months. Oh, anyway. <laughs> you, you could probably still take him. Yeah, though. he was capable of leading an army. So he was expecting the, uh, the Normans to invade. And he was down in southern England waiting for them to land when the Vikings, basically the Norwegians, under uh, King Harald Harada, uh, decided that they would invade the north of England. So Harald had to turn around and run all the way back up to the north of England to fight this new army. And so uh, he went so fast up there that he caught the Vikings by surprise. Um, but uh, as they were routing them, the, the Norwegians had to run across this bridge. The, the English were delayed by having to get over this bridge behind them. And a single Viking apparently stood up and single-handedly held off the entire English army by himself on the bridge um, whilst his men, whilst the Norwegians got uh, their defences sorted out. So he reputedly killed 40 Englishman that tried to get past the bridge and the entire army was stuck on the other side of the river. Does anyone know how they eventually got rid of him, supposedly? Oh. They couldn't, nobody it's could very, kill him. Apparently the audience The knows. audience knows. <laughs> oh. The audience knows. Do you know this one, audience? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. How did, they, how did they get, do you know how they killed the, the Viking? Exactly. Yes. Oh. Like, somebody got in a barrel and like floated <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> a barrel and stuck a spear up through the bridge and got in from underneath because that, that was, was the only way they could deal with him. What was uh, this quite bridge well made deserved. Of. Like if you're gonna get into a barrel and, yeah. and then stab someone from underneath, like I think you deserve. That, I believe that's what, that's what he said as he died. He was like, points for effort. <laughs> Fair play. Fair play. Yep, you earned this one. Yeah. So, so sorry, what did this Viking ultimately right. achieve? So, and so, so, so because, because the, the, uh, the Vikings uh, held up the English army, the Norwegians were able to organise their defence on the other side of the river, and the English army had to battle them for hours. 
and uh, they were fought. They, they did defeat the Norwegians in the end. They were very, very tired after the battle and pretty much stuffed and in the north of England. And then the Normans did invade three days later. And Harold had to turn around, having just beaten up the Vikings and run all the way down to the south of England again with his exhausted army, thanks to the Viking on the bridge. And he lost the Battle of Hastings. It took an arrow in the eye. The Normans conquered England. Uh, they ruled over it for a number of centuries. And we started borrowing French words mm. like government, religion, justice, literature, art, leisure, Cushion. and cushions. Yeah, but, but really, you can't, you can't say that he took an arrow to the eye because he was tired. No, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, no. if the archer that had been shooting the arrow had been tired. But his army were tired. Isn't it? They yeah, lost that army. What, was the army going to be standing in the way of the arrow that was going to hit him in the eye? Well, army? he wasn't the only guy there, Jeff. No. <laughs> like, it's, don't don't play the archer's achievement. That French archer works really hard. Almost as good as the guy who got in the barrel with the spear. I mean, uh, if you look, you know, sharing stories at the pub afterwards, there'd be one guy sitting there going, you know, oh, yeah, I, stop, I stopped, stabbed, a, stabbed a, a, a spear up from a barrel under. Underneath the bridge, like, oh yes, well I shot an arrow into the eye of the king. Like, and it was probably right. harder because when you're tired, your eyelids start to droop, and it makes your eye a smaller target. Yeah. <laughs> true. Very true. Just just before we move on, then um, <laughs> I've been doing a little bit of research right. because, as you know, anything that Aaron says, I take as gospel. Yeah, sure. And so I was just researching into the Vikings that he mentioned earlier. <laughs> oh yes, all um, those historical Vikings. Those, that he so mentioned. Tristan the Terrible, um, not no record of Tristan the Terrible, the Viking. Although I'm told that uh, Tristan, a hockey player, took a terrible tumble. Oh. You can watch the video on YouTube. <laughs> you, you, might, right. you might find Cormac the Confounded in one of the Harry Potter books. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I assume you're referring to Cormac McLaggen, who has uh, a confounding spell cast on him by uh, Mighty Granger. Is he the one Scottish kid in uh, uh, Hogwarts? No, that's Oliver Wood. Oliver. Uh, what about or, or something. What I don't about Batrock the Leaper? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> have, have you looked up Batrock the Leaper? Bash, 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 Batrock the Leaper. Oh, it's kind of like a party to him. Wait, that's just a Batman character. Oh, sorry, sorry. Captain America. It's a Captain America. Yeah. Batrock the Leaper. Not Batrock. Had a small cameo in The Winter Soldier. And not Batrock the Leper. No, the Leper. I said Leper, he said Leper. I was thinking of Vikings. Okay, well, very good everyone. No points there whatsoever. Okay. Uh, Fight Club 7 Yes Why does the phrase Don't beat yourself up Apply literally To some people Um Go on Ray Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well Sometimes (laughs) You got Quite bad aim Swing around Punch yourself in the head yeah, uh, but you're encouraged not to. <laughs> yeah. Hey kids, stay safe. Don't punch yourself in the head. Stay in school. Uh, any improvements on that? <laughs> I mean, I stand by that. Um, it's something I've chosen. To live it seems. My life. It seems but like being. It seems like the question is like 
so obvious that this is going to have a really weird answer mm. um, rather than the obvious one of like punching yourself in the internal organs is not a good idea. Oh, because who was that guy that punched him? It got audience members to punch him all the time and then... Harry Houdini. Well, yeah, but that's not him beating himself up. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but was he, was he beating himself up metaphorically by asking audience members to well, punch yeah. himself in the... Well, now we're in a trap. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm going to suggest that it um, is connected to egg beaters. Egg beaters. Don't beat yourself up. Oh my god! <laughs> Imagine the accidents that could ensue, especially in the soft parts. Um, <laughs> no, though, not what uh, we're looking for. Um, NSL, any idea about this? I'm guessing it's some kind of Popeye-style thing where people are trying to enrich themselves with superfoods, but you can't just punish yourself by eating, like, a case of beetroot. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or silver beet. Yeah. Is it it, possible to order a case of beetroot? Yeah. You can... There's tin beetroot, so you can can order a case of Just tip them in the case and it just leaks out the things in the pellets. But ultimately, just your poo turns purple and you probably get scurvy or something. So so don't beat beat yourself up. And then it just classically a game of telephone. Yeah, because every time I eat beetroot, I forget. And then when I, like, then I think I'm dying. Mm. You know, and so maybe I support this, Aaron. Okay, Thank you're going you. somewhere with this. Again, no. No. Oh. <laughs> basically, you shouldn't hit yourself. Like people, you there, are some, there are some people that do violence. On but some people cannot help hitting themselves. Yeah. yeah. There are mental. Any idea why? Well, there are mental conditions. Yeah. Well, um, and there are right physiological trick, conditions yeah. where you have I'll, like itches. I'll think about giving you a point, but I won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I was looking for was alien hand syndrome. Oh. Where like you lose your hand, but then a guy on death row is he has a hand, and then I think it's there's a movie. There's a movie about that, a documentary about that. Yeah, so we're looking more of an actual neurological condition. Or like Um, when you're a teenager and you're really lonely, so you lie on your hand. Oh, I knew it. And then I knew he was going to go. Continue. (laughs) I've got some pamphlets I can give you. (laughs) Draw a merciful veil on that one. Um. So yeah, alien hand syndrome is a is a uh, well established diagnosis. Especially happens when people have the two hemispheres of their brain separated. Uh, sometimes I'm, by surgery. I'm glad you added separated because it was a long pause <laughs> when they have two hemispheres of your brain, and I was sort of like, I have two hemispheres of my brain, and then it was like separated. Ah, okay. Yeah. So the research that's been done suggests that the the two halves of your brain are basically each a conscious system in their own right, and when you sever the connection between them, they can basically end up fighting like kids. Um, so people with alien uh, hand syndrome, depending on what they have, often find uh, that their hand is, is doing something that they're not even aware of until it's pointed out to them. And quite often it's doing uh, something in complete opposition to whatever their other hand is doing. So if you're trying to unbutton your shirt, your alien hand comes and starts trying to button it back up. <laughs> yeah. um, working in sort of opposition to whatever your your, your good hand is up to. So, so alien hands... C- also attack their owners. Uh, have been known oh. to just start slapping them around. Um, so, and you're saying that's where this phrase comes don't from? Don't beat yourself up. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, it would apply literally in this case. Oh. But, yes. if, but if that's true, Ben, why can't I pat my head and rub my stomach at the same time? That's I can. A, that's okay. a different syndrome, Jeff, called uncoordination. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can we have a point for being coordinated? Yeah. Yay!
EICL, next one for you. Who hold on, hold on. Sorry. Oh, wait. $27.82. What's that? For a case of beef. For a case of beef. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and those are, those are fancy whole beats as well, which is yeah. pretty good. That's, oh, that's the fancy, yeah. Lots of 56. Oh, that's I was a thinking beetroot. fresh beef. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's a damn good deal. Where you get that? NACL, who, as of just recently, has to fight for their right to party? Uh, This feels like a trick question, but it's got to be the Beastie Boys. They're not recent. Well, no, yeah. I mean, one of them. Well, one of them them passed away. The band is officially disbanded. Yeah, it's really sad. who has officially got to fight for their right to party? I mean, it could be... Um, As of just last month. L- last month. Um, it could be a political thing. It, it is a political be... thing. Mm. Yeah. Again, um, Jeff, I'll think about giving you a point, but won't quite give um, you So who has to fight for their right to party? Would it be something to do with, like, Gareth Morgan, since he did so poorly in the last election? He has to actually fight to keep, you know, get enough people to sign on board <laughs> and keep it going. Like he has to individually like wrestle them, <laughs> <laughs> like how Robin Hood got merry men by defeating them in battle. Was that yeah, true? yeah. Um, it would be something to do with like they have to. They have to. This is literal. Party. This is literal partying that we're talking about. Yeah, like a big. Like we're not talking about political parties. We're talking about actual parties. To have an actual party. Yeah. they have to fight for their right yeah. to do it. Oh, well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird bylaws that are coming into places. This is a good bylaw, and uh, Jeff, I'm, I am going to give you a point for that. Uh, we're struggling though, so I'm going to see if uh, if Fight Club Seven have any ideas oh, about this. No. no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we had ideas. Has uh, this got anything to do uh, with the fact that uh, our politicians in New Zealand are now encouraged to share their calendars with the public, and now the Green Party can't go out on the piss with Labour anymore? Build cross-party bridges. Yes, that is a shame. Uh, Imagine Winston Peters on the piss. <laughs> he is. I've it's, sad. Sad. <laughs> it's a sad thought, isn't I'm it? I'm trying to imagine him not on the piss. <laughs> Conducting uh, international relations. Um, I'm actually looking for um, in Los Angeles. People, rich people in Los Angeles is the short answer. Oh, that's um, got it hard. Yeah, yeah they have. <laughs> Good, um, I say. The LA City Council has recently approved a measure that seeks to crack down on so-called party houses by imposing new fines on both event hosts and homeowners, targeting residences in the Hollywood Hills that have become semi-commercial venues complete with valet parking, red carpets, and security guards. Um, critics say that homeowners and property managers rent out the residences to hosts who throw lavish bashes with booze and loud music, drawing hundreds of revelers. Um, that may sound a bit like the fun place. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like rampant homeowner phobia. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, in LA, which is crazy land, uh, people, uh, the, the authorities there are, are dealing with people like the Yotters, who are a now infamous nouveau rich German couple, resident in the neighbourhood, who have a stated mission to show Los Angeles, quote, what it means to make party. <laughs> yeah. One of their recent parties features a lion in a cage, fireworks and Mr. Yotta in a Superman costume riding up the street on an elephant. (laughs) Between choreographed dances and interactive conga lines, Mr. Yotta also gave an inspirational speech using several scantily clad women whom he had tied to a leash. Inspirational. Interactive conga lines. This is his... his, uh, 
ex explanation for the scantily clad woman on a leash. I took all the girls on a leash, and it looked so strange. People say, oh, God, what's going on? Is there some sexual stuff? And it told the world. You may think it's strange, but I tell you that I have the same leash because it's an invisible leash. You made out of what is society about thinking about me? What are my parents expecting me to do? What does my husband, my wife want me to do? All that created a leash over the years. And the message of the speech was free yourself. So there is no leash. And then I let the girls go. <laughs> what? That guy needs to meet up with Tommy Wiseau and fund, like, a picture. You should look them up and read about them. They are some crazy, crazy people. So, yeah, and so you've actually got to... And if you're in breach of this law, you actually have to put a public shame notice up saying... <laughs> public like, shame you know, notice? You have to put a thing on your door saying, I'm in violation of the, the law. I'm very sorry, everyone. For this is going Game of Thrones style. Yeah. <laughs> so you can still have the party as long as everyone's aware that you're not allowed to have the party. It's kind of like asbestos. Yeah. Like, you can have it, but we all got to know it's happening. <laughs> That's right. So when you ride up the street on an elephant in your suit band costume, dear. people can notice. Fight <laughs> uh, Club 7. What noble tradition do both Taiwan and the Ukraine continue to share with ancient Rome? Gladiators. Very close. <gasps> I was. I have nothing to contribute. I was going to say dope as parties. I was still <laughs> thinking about that last party. Now that they're all, you can't have them in LA anymore. You yeah. can go to the Ukraine <laughs> yeah. party capital of the yeah. world. Like, like fight, fight to, to the death. Oh, you're, you're, it's definitely the theme of the show. You should pick up is fighting. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, ancient Rome. What happened? What happened to Caesar in ancient Rome in 44 BC? Oh, like that rhyme. No, <laughs> 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 something, something Caesar, something, 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 something Caesar 44. <laughs> NACL, do you have any idea what happened to Caesar? Is it something to do with naked wrestling? No. Oh. No, so what famously, <laughs> what famously happened to Caesar? He got stabbed he to death. Yes, he did he? get stabbed to death. Where oh, did yeah, he get stabbed to death? In his house? In the arrows. <laughs> no. <laughs> mostly, in, mostly, in the, mostly in the stomach and chest. Yeah. <laughs> all his, over. By his buddy. By all of his buddies. Where like were they? Bunch of them, wasn't who, it? Yeah. Like a, and who were they? Circle. Parliament. Yeah! Oh, they've had stabbings in Parliament. <laughs> yes, Jeff, you got there. <laughs> yes. Um, what did you say, Oh, that's right. They had that, that guy. There was a guy who shot someone on live TV. Not quite. That was at an art exhibition. But but right. Taiwan, <laughs> Taiwan and the Ukraine are the world's foremost modern uh, proprietors of what is called legislative violence. Uh, the OG version, uh, Julius Caesar stabbed in the Senate by senators. Uh, lawmakers getting into fisticuffs within the walls of their institutions continuing to this day. Ukraine, especially Taiwan, are the, the most modern notable repeat uh, offenders. Mm. In Taiwan, there's even a local term for it, which translates to legislator brawling. Oh. Sure, surely Italy can get in on that list. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a long list there. of countries. Um, Ukraine and, and Taiwan, just the worst. Uh, I, I'm just going to jump in here, yeah. Ben, because I'm a, I'm a former classics teacher, yeah. and that was wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Judy says it was stabbed in the theatre of Pompey. Uh, oh, there you go. And uh, but what you're thinking about is uh, is that in in the Senate. Uh, if you wanted to propose a law, you had to physically make it to the speaker's lectern. And so if anyone just <laughs> ambushed you on the way there, they could prevent a law from being passed. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
which is which is the kind of thing that's going on. Um, so the only thing that stops a bad guy with a law is a good guy with a law. Yeah, well, there was a, a classic <laughs> in in the Taiwan uh, Parliament in two thousand seven when amid a proposal about creating direct transport links with China, DPP uh, Deputy Wang Xunhui snatched the written proposal and shoved it into her mouth. <laughs> uh, opposition members could not get her to cough it up despite pulling her hair. <laughs> she later spat it out and tore it up. In uh, uh, last year in July, there were brawls two days in a row. Uh, Ukraine is also very good at this. Uh, in 2010, for example, a debate on extending Russia's lease of the naval base in the Black Sea extended into a mass brawl involving smoke bombs, eggs, and general <laughs> fighting amongst members, uh, under which the Speaker of the House had to be escorted from the chamber, uh, covered by a shield of umbrellas. <laughs> I'd actually like to see this up, taken up by more political... Like, more countries. There like, are a lot of countries in there. I would love if to see the American it. Senate there, because <laughs> those old white men would not stand a chance. <laughs> and there have been, a, a, in a several local, like Texas, I think, had a recent fight. Um, South Africa, uh, there was a massive fight, a brawl in Uganda, uh, over the 73-year-old president trying to change the law that uh, pre- prevents the... Um, the president of Uganda from being anyone who's over the age of 75. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah. had a massive fight about that. So, yeah, legislative violence. Uh, mm. Certainly don't get so much of it in New Zealand. I think it'd be a lot more entertaining than what we get now, but anyway. Okay, so last question in this round, uh, Fina ACL. Which superhuman has nearly the healing powers and fighting skills of Wolverine, but is five times as funny? Deadpool. I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's pretty... Self-evident. Deadpool has a ridiculously accelerated healing factor. Uh, he uh, has pretty much all of those things, and he is very, very funny. It's a good point, Jeff, but it's not the answer I'm looking for, so I'm no. going to have to take two points off. <laughs> <laughs> Just how the cookie crumbles. Superhero has a healing factor. Superhuman. 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 Yes. Super space human. Can I suggest Steve Martin? Ooh, you're not a million miles away in that physical comedy arena. I, I, oh, really? Mm. I just think he hasn't aged a day since the 70s. It's and true. He's, mm. I mean, Wolverine's I pretty funny, but... Um, <laughs> oh, Logan's funny. Wow. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh a minute. It's possible that he's wheeled into cryogenic storage between award shows or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, guys, any, any ideas who I'm talking about here? Super Spanx human. Super space human. But not space human. Right. <laughs> so um. is it real? <laughs> it's a what would you real... fail to pick up on? Is it's a real person. Um. Oh. oh, that narrows it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the healing factor of Wolverine, but five times as funny. I don't think we're going to get it. Quick. No, I'm looking at you, Ray. Um, oh, let's, let's say a woman, because you didn't say a woman. Heaven I didn't. Uh, I'm going to... Who's a funny woman? There are a lot of funny women. <laughs> yeah, I know. Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman. Oh, she's in the super though. Yeah, they still. Maybe question their healing abilities. I'm looking for Jackie Chan. Oh. Jackie Chan. Is it Jackie Chan C K I E or J A C Q U I E? Jacqueline. Jacqueline Chan. No, the, the Jackie Chan, uh, who famously does all his own stunts uh, mm-hmm. and has a, a catalogue 
of injuries that he's come back from all of them. Mm. And I've got a list of them here. And I would like to award any team a point that can buzz in with their with their ding with their bells. And tell me a part of uh, Jackie Chan's body where he has not sustained a major injury. Any body part that has not been maimed on Jackie Chan. Left hand little finger. Uh, little fingers? Uh, broken fingers in the protector. Which ones? I haven't got that information, but broken fingers. Well, it could have been the left hand little finger that was fine. Eye socket. Uh, Supercillary bone, eyebrow <laughs> bone. Damn it. Damage almost causing blindness in Drunken Master. Yep. Left femur. Left femur. Uh, thigh injury from being caught between two cars. <laughs> and crime story. Yeah. Yes. Nipple. Nipple. <laughs> now, specifically, I'm going to have to give you uh, a point there. Uh, he did break his breastbone in uh, Armor of God 2 Operation Condor. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> now the penis uh, We don't know We do know that he dislocated his pelvis <laughs> Almost oh, causing what? partial paralysis In uh, the filming of Police Story uh, On the other side he also did uh, Partially paralyse himself With tailbone damage uh, In the accidental oh. spy But he's still Jackie Chan not Jackie Chan so. That's right <laughs> Jackie. Any, any further guesses? There's one oh, I can right. think How over the list there's about one I could Ear. Yes, Ray, yes. Oh. He's never damaged his ear. Wow. Here's, here's the uh, closest I, we get to this. I have to, I have to take some issue with that because in <laughs> many of the clips at the end of things like Rumble in the Bronx, they had a fight sequence where he's being struck with rods. This is, yeah, but and this he is, visibly grabs the side of his eight This face, is major injuries. I, what I have got here <laughs> is that during the armour of God, he fell out of a tree and... <laughs> Fractured his skull, which caused a bone cave-in behind his left ear, uh, and brain bleeding. But he was okay. He was all right. (laughs) Was that before he decided to star in the tuxedo? Because that would explain a lot. Um, So otherwise, I think... That's a deep Jackie can cut. Just about every uh, part of the body you can name here. He's had eye injuries, lips have been let, teeth knocked out. Uh, knee damage, broken ankle four times. And he kept filming, like Rumble in the Bronx. Yep. There was a clip at the end where he broke his ankle and he, he got a little cast and they painted it to look like a sneaker. And he kept filming it with this, <laughs> yeah. this cast on. It was great. Um, dislocated his cheekbone, which how do you even do that? <laughs> He's just so happy. Um, yeah, so Jack Jan is just, I don't know how he's still alive, but aren't we glad he is? So that brings us to the end of Nerd Quotient Round. Uh, Brendan, fill us in on the scoring so far. Well, normally this is a high-scoring round. Yes. Uh, but sometimes uh, the moderator refuses to give out any points right. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I've tried to I've tried to sneak a few points in here and there Good. when you weren't looking. Good. Um, Take so all those away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nil all. Nil all it is. Okay. <laughs> Good. Nice Clean try, slate. Clean slate going into the next round now. <laughs> Is the uh, the first of our homework rounds tonight? I've asked him to do a little bit of uh, preparation. Uh, I asked him to think about how a famous fight from either fiction or history could have turned out differently. Um, so we've, we've asked people to have a think about that in the broad spectrum of fights in history and fiction. Uh, Emma, why don't you tell us uh, what you came up with? Yeah, so I looked um, deep within my soul and I really considered which, um, you know, fights or feuds even, if you will, 
um, really affected me over the course of my life and definitely um, I would say up there had to be um, Ash Ketchum versus Team Rocket. <laughs> I've put a lot of thought into this um, because obviously for many, many weeks on end, uh, Team Rocket just insist on taking Ash's Pikachu. And uh, <laughs> Pikachu and Ash have a real bond, you know, um, built on um, mutual respect and, um, you know, overcoming challenges together. And um, so I think that's what makes this particularly difficult when you uh, consider the emotional stakes. Um, but I've put a lot of thought in it, and I've, I've really searched deep within my heart, and I've really found, um, you know, like just to discuss Jesse and James, um, you know, they, they come from hard beginnings, you know. Um, in uh, the Indigo series, we find out that they used to be a part of a, a bicycle gang before they were in Team Rocket. A, bi- a bicycle? Yeah. Not a motorbike gang. No, bicycle but a gang. bicycle gang. It's a, it's a Japanese series. Ben. And Jesse just used to ride her bike around the streets just like holding a chain and just whipping it above her head. And everyone was very frightened of her because of this. And so um, it really made me consider that, um, you know, actually they're just in a really bad spot. And, um, you know, as they work for Team Rocket, actually, I realised that it's not them that want the Pikachu. They don't want the Pikachu. They have an evil boss who is trying to get them to get the the best Pokemon, steal them and give them to him. So then I realised they're just a slave to the man. (laughs) <laughs> you know and so um, I really feel like their fight would be totally different if Jesse and James um, were just like taken on uh, maybe maybe did a course in like small business studies um, <laughs> or like uh, you know some, some sort of up and coming entrepreneur took them under their wing and so they wouldn't even have to be in Team Rocket in the first place um, which is obviously kind of some kind of terrible like pyramid scheme um, that they're both trapped in that they can't get out of um, to do with Pokemon. Um, but also, you know, um, I actually think that Jesse and James and Ash could have actually been friends because, um, as we all know, Ash's mother basically wakes him up on his 10th birthday and is like, get your ass out there to be the best Pokemon master you can be. <laughs> and he's 10 years old. Um, I mean, you know, you don't even know where his dad is. He's off being a Pokemon master somewhere else, mysteriously. Um, I mean, he's probably dead. Um, <laughs> and I just think they're both, uh, you know, like both sides of it are actually undergoing some like really deep, you know, psychological like issues, you know, and a real sense of um, loss. And um, so I feel like they should have some kind of counselling session and um, <laughs> maybe do that counselling where, you know, like um, like mums do, where they force um, their children to share a T-shirt like a very large t-shirt or um, slow dance together and maybe that would actually like really heal their hearts and it wouldn't be a series about, um, you know, Ash having to protect Pikachu. Um, you know, it would be about, you know, like everyone being the best, which is right. if you want to be the very best, like we can all be the best, the very best together. Together. Actually. Um, Got to catch them all or do you really? Or do you really? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. So that's what I've been considering. I know it's very deep, but... It um, is deep. You're my customer, ladies and gentlemen. Give a round of applause. <laughs> I think you should uh, talk to Nintendo about that. I think it's a new direction. I know, for right? The, for the series, yeah. Yeah. Erin, um, what have you been thinking about? Um, I've been thinking about Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um, I was a big fan of Lord of the Rings growing up. Um, a lot of interesting stuff in there, great piece of literature. 
I think Tolkien is a fantastic writer, but I think he made a mistake, literally speaking, um, by making Sauron so mean. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it just causes a lot of conflict and um, war even. And I just don't think it's necessarily... Middle-earth Middle is a beautiful place, and I think there's enough room for everyone to get along together. Um, so if he just made Sauron a little bit nicer, then, you know, uh, Boromir wouldn't have had to sacrifice himself for the halflings that he'd so derided earlier on in mm. the season. That wouldn't have had to happen. Legolas and Gimli wouldn't have been forced to spend time together and overcome their differences. Um, and I guess with Boromir having survived, you know, Faramir and Denethor, their whole weird little family issues that they had could have just kept going on, but none of them would have died. Right. Because ultimately the whole family just dies, which yeah. again just comes from Sauron, just could have been nicer. He could still make those rings that he gave to the elves and the humans and the dwarves, and he made that one for himself, but they could just be nice rings. <laughs> and Sauron could sort of be the Michael Hill of Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I think it would make for better reading, personally. Yeah. Yeah. I was just say I was going to say that in Tolkien's defence, Sauron is nice is maybe not the most dramatically <laughs> like like what I'm, I'm not what sure you, I see what you mean. Right. Does that, <laughs> so does, does Frodo have to go anywhere in your version of? No, he basically just has breakfast the whole time. <laughs> right. Are you okay. suggesting they all meet in the middle? <laughs> they wouldn't even have to Rivendell would just, just be elves maybe with Team Rocket and uh, okay good okay give Aaron a round of applause uh, now I'm struggling to judge that one so I'm going to throw things over to my administrator he's doing super well so far on secret points um what did you think, Brennan? Well, yeah. I've been weighing this up carefully. Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, I need to raise the issue that Emma said uh, that uh, possibly someone should be forced to share the same T-shirt like mums do, <laughs> <laughs> and no one and no one mm. questioned that. Yeah. <laughs> is this an, is this an experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, well, no. I mean, I was never forced to because I'm far too short, so that would <laughs> never work. It would never work. But I have seen people do that with their children. It's like. Get, they get a big XL, XXL and they put them both in the same T-shirt so they're forced into the same space, but they can't hit each other because they're wearing a ginormous <laughs> T-shirt together. Right. I, I, I'm the parent of two kids. They would find a way to hit each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, a really shocking revelation from Aaron that, uh, like, a story would be different if there was no baddie. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's just too much conflict in those books I find mm. <laughs> yeah, not um, enough breakfast but, <laughs> um, but just really impressed by, by Emma's <laughs> message that before you can catch them all you must first catch yourself uh, so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Emma the points for that alright and how many points are you going to give her uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 5 to 3 5 to 3 ok alright so 5 to 3 the scoring is on the board I'm going to uh, hand NACL and enjoys a list here. We're on to the next round now. A classic nerd degree round called Bad for Your Elf. Uh, I have given these guys a list of facts, uh, things. Uh, they're going to read them out, and uh, Fight Club 7, they're going to try and discern if they are reading one from the list of actual things or if they're making one up. And if you can catch it, you'll get a point. Uh, if they slip one past you, they will get a point. So tonight's category 
is reasons that people decided to have duels. <laughs> Great. So, guys, if you'd like to uh, either make one up or read from the list of actual reasons for duels. Uh, one that wipes straight out at me is because they each had the same initials. <laughs> is he doing the, the mind trick? Yes. And you're like, oh, it sticks out. It's, not it's on definitely the on the page. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with nah. No. No, that didn't happen. Well, I'm giving around the point. I mean, that we know about. <laughs> well, um, this one will resonate with Emma, I'm uh-huh. sure, uh, because their name wasn't included on a theatre program. Yeah, they, they must have. They must have happened. Mu- well, a duel, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that implies a bit from both sides, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with no. It's actually true. It's oh! real. It's actually true. And I've worked in theatre marketing and that could absolutely happen oh. today. And then, <laughs> interesting thing about that one is that happened in Denmark in 1970. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm just a bit... Yes. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't happen, happen in Christchurch in 2017. Um, well, the feeling that I have about it is I'm in The Hobbit films and my name is not in the credits and that's like my badge of honour and then so many people say to me, your name's not in the credits though and I always have to explain... Like this kind of shitty story of like, oh yeah, I was there though. I was there. <laughs> I promise I'm not making all the stories. Oh, it's sad. Have and I breakfast. didn't fight anybody about that. Maybe myself. Um, a lot of people thought that duel was a uh, that's, pub. That, remember, that's the number one rule. Don't. Don't. Hit uh, damn. Don't hit damn it. Oh. Yeah. Some people decided that duel was a publicity stunt, which is possibly that it was. Yeah. Um, uh, keep going, guys. Have another one. Um, an invasion of personal space on the dance floor. Easy. That one's easy. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. It absolutely did happen. Yeah. In France in 1816, uh, French Admiral de la Seuss felt that an obese German <laughs> at the ball was waltzing against him. Oh. <laughs> was the German wearing a Superman suit and had women on a leash? <laughs> He, did, he was wearing, he had the jewel, the Admiral shot him in the chest, and, wow. then, and then it transpired that he had, uh, a, very dishonorably, he had a big suit of armour on. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Admiral just apparently ran over and gave him a good kicking. <laughs> the end of I nearly jewel. started a duel with a guy at Edgefest when I was 15 who was wearing a kilt beside me who got way too close. But um, I, didn't, I, I also had armour on, so I was fine. Emotional armour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, um... Opening the door before they could for their partner. No. no. Ray, quite, I trust you on it's this. It's quite specific. <laughs> oh, mm, mm, whose partner? So their partner. Opening right. the door before oh. they could for their partner. I presume it's for the first person. Yeah, it's tr- true. That would be a thing that people would duel about. You know, men. It does sound like something that people would duel about. It's not on my list, though. Oh. <laughs> Another point there. A couple more, guys. Um, over a dispute about who owned the greater number of birds. <laughs> oh, Lord. Man being a human's the best. <laughs> to prove because sometimes birds fly away fly away <laughs> 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 now, what kind of birds are hundreds of birds 
overseas. <laughs> I'm gonna go with no. That was a jewel that was forged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, between Lord William Byron, who was the great uncle of the famous Lord Byron, and his good friend and neighbour, William Chaworth, been enjoying an expensive dinner when the subject turned how to best hang game birds after they were shot. This led to Chaworth claiming that his estate had more game birds than Byron's. Once the dinner was over, they asked a waiter to show them to an empty room. The waiter said, here's an empty room. He went away. He heard some commotion, he came back, and he found out that Chaworth had been mortally injured in a sword fight. <laughs> and he died over the, oh the bird thing. Byron was convicted of manslaughter, for which he had to pay a small fine. <laughs> uh, uh, give us maybe one more, guys. Okay, um, someone put on the wrong hat. <laughs> we bet, I mean, let, let's go out in a blaze of glory, you know. Um, and say... T- and t- True. I mean, like, if I put it on someone's hat and they had nits, I'd be very upset, you know? No, that's not the wrong... What? Oh, like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's absolutely true. Yay! Yes. Germany in 1885, Baron von Willy was killed in a duel <laughs> with a fellow army officer <laughs> after an argument that had been caused after one of them had, by inadvertence, put on the military cap belonging to the other. Oh my Ooh. gosh! Uh, you can after in the classic duel, of course, you can uh, you can fire one bullet and decide that. So we've just you know we've settled honour and like the matter of the hat. Was apparently such a grave insult that they fired seventeen shots one day oh until gosh. Baron von Wooly was dead. <laughs> and these Sorry. were military men. Military dudes. Yeah, yeah. Seventeen. Wow. Teutonic so efficiency. <laughs> All right. Well, some scoring there. Uh, quick uh, update before the intermission. I think, Britain. Uh, how'd the scoring go in that round? Assault and battery are on six. Fucked up seven or on eight. Give him a round of applause. Uh, we mentioned the the homework, of course, before. We've got two nerds that haven't uh, shown us their homework mm. reports so far. Uh, Ray, would you like to tell us about who you've been thinking about in yeah. terms of changing some results? I would love to. Um, I took notes. So I think that people that are listening at home cannot see that I've got notes. But you can, and that's what's important. Um, LAUGHTER so, uh, so as I said before, I work in a library, which means that I have to be interested in literature. So I've, <laughs> I've, I've picked a fight, uh, or it's kind of a feud from, from our friend Shakespeare. Um, this is uh, so, so uh, a classic kind of family feud uh, between the Montagues and Capulets. Uh, <laughs> And I, I did attempt, I don't know if this will lose me points, like go from an A plus to maybe an A minus, because I did start trying to write like a, a sonnet, because you know how at the start, <laughs> the whole story is just there in sonnet form and you don't really need to see the rest of the play. So I was going to write a sonnet where like the main feud is like resolved in a different way. Uh, but sonnets are quite difficult. <laughs> So it starts uh, starts as a sonnet, uh, which I took directly from Shakespeare, and then does something different. Um, a classic family feud. Okay, uh, two households, 
uh, both alike in dignity. In Fair Verona, where we lay our scene from ancient grudge born in stupidity. Uh, and that's because it's not explained why they hate each other. It just <laughs> exists. Uh, so that's pretty stupid. Where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes appear of sensible, brave, and mature young people. Uh, (laughs) They're they're also lovers, but they're keeping a cool head about all that. Uh, They choose not to do anything hastily, but instead they engage in respectful and calm and uh, discussion about their autonomy. Uh, Let's let's pretend that we... Forget that Juliet is 14. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes it all a bit easier. Uh, their autonomy as individuals, understanding that long, like long family feuds uh, and violent family histories don't actually have to dictate their future, and that they can, you know, they can. They're, they're woke, woke, hip, cool, young kids. They don't, they don't need to buy into this idea that their their histories dictate their futures, and so they like try and engage their family and like meaning full debate and when that doesn't work they're like cool okay well you do you uh, and then they go off and separate themselves from that ugly past and make a new future for themselves Aww. that was my sonnet <laughs> <laughs> That was amazing, Ray. Uh, yeah, we started to do the. Uh, that would be the Shakespearean comedy version of it, play because the comedy, the comedy is the version in Shakespeare where it's not sad. Nothing funny happens, but nobody dies. But nobody dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, one person left to do their homework tonight. Jeff. Well, um, I, I thought back to one of the iconic fights um, of my childhood, which um, took place. Um, you versus your brother. <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> I, I've repressed all of those ones. Um, no, no, no. This is, uh, this is of course, uh, The Empire Strikes Back. So um, I've gone back there, and I've, 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 I've thought of a slightly different way it could have gone. Um, it's a dramatic reenactment. I'll be playing both roles. Um, but fortunately, through the power of podcast... Um, the listeners at home will, will, will think that there are two different people from the quality of my voice acting. Oh. <laughs> Look forward to it. Just a so reminder, pic- he's fun employed. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of time to practice this. Um, picture, if you will, um, Luke has just arrived on Cloud City and has wandered through looking for his uh, friends and has entered the carbonite freezing chamber when, um, of course, he hears the, uh, the unmistakable noise, which up to this point in the, the movie series he has actually never heard before, but based on reputation... He knows. So, <laughs> the force is strong with you, young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. Luke sees him and immediately ignites his lightsaber. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on, hold on! Turn that off! Turn that off right now, young man! You just no, no, no! Turn it off! All right, good. Okay. Oh, it's you, Darth Vader, Darth Lord of the Sith. My Obi-Wan told me all about you. You killed my father. No, I am your father. I thought it important to tell you now, 
before we get into some kind of violent escalating conflict. <laughs> Otherwise, things could, pardon, I mean, things could get out of hand. <laughs> I just got that feeling. Now, um, I just wanted you to know I'm your father. Uh, no! <laughs> search your feelings. <laughs> okay! <laughs> I am your father. Do you want to join forces with me and we'll overthrow the emperor? Uh, that's kind of our goal. Okay. Come here. <laughs> I've got a dad! <laughs> cool, just don't, don't ask me what happened to your mum. <laughs> Gypsy! Gypsy! these pacifistic uh, solutions we're getting just like, it's a little just, early intervention just yeah just skipping around the fights entirely by just making everybody nice yeah and, and it would be I mean it would be absolutely brutal to then when they're both laid out these utopian visions of people being able to avoid conflict for us to then create conflict by giving them uh, uneven mm, scores decide who was, who was the victor in that contest yeah, yeah. of it ideas would be, it would be horrible if one person were to win that it would be it would be. Who do you think uh, it is? Five points to Ray. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ron. I spent a lot of time practicing that Darth Vader voice, man. It's its own reward, Jeff. It is. Jeff is available for any vocal work that you may require. If you need somebody to uh, inform you of their parentage, yeah. um, he's available. He can do can it. Or for gender reveal parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just voice mail messages. Dave is your father. <laughs> it's a Luke. It's a Leia. Uh. It's a Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, watch tonight's uh, audio round. I love an audio round. And tonight's audio round is called The Sound of Violence. <laughs> uh, what's going to happen is uh, my lovely assistant, Britton, here is going to play some audio clips from various fight-related things. Um, you guys can ding in when you think you know who it is and tell me uh, who's it, you know, multiple points available for who we're listening to. Who the uh, antagonists in the fight is, what movie it might be from, mm. various things like that. So, Brendan, mm. would you like to play the first one here? This might be quite loud, this one, so we'll see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nerd degree. Yes, we're going to This is going to be embarrassing when it happens again. Okay. <laughs> Is that Blanka from Street Fighter? No. Much more famous than that. Yeah. Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. It is Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. Oh. <laughs> May I be so bold as to say, I think it might be from the moment where he kicks the guy who killed his sister in the field, like played by Chuck Norris. Not in the field. It's not in the actual combat. He's it's not played by Chuck Norris, but he no. does kind of look like Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah, the guy with the beard. Yeah, but it's, it's so not funny. him. It's in the fight. That's the final fight right. with the claw in the house. Oh, the, the guy with the claw. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well done, though. Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand, yes. Is yeah. that uh, what. I've never seen a Bruce Lee film. Is that what, what? Bruce Lee sounds like? Yeah. That's his dialogue. Yeah. That's his thing. Woohoo! All that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, okay. Um, all right. Okay, we're gonna go into the... That's the Hulk beating up Loki in the Avengers. Yes, Jeff, well done. Puny God. Puny God. Yeah. All right. Next one. Thought Ragnarok Ragnarok out now. Here we go. I'm gonna have to listen carefully this one. Do you you want to guess before I play it? Yeah. No. I was just mentioning Thor. Here we go. That sounds like footage from the famous heavyweight boxing title where Muhammad Ali, (laughs) Muhammad Ali took the title from current heavyweight um, Sonny Liston um, in 1964, despite being the seven to one underdog. That is so wrong. We have to take off all the points. Mm. I That's did, a shame. I did some research and I was worried I wouldn't get a chance to use <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Always get it in. Okay, here we go. Jeff. Raiders of the Lost Ark, the scene in the um, bazaar where the guy comes out with the two swords. Harrison Ford had dysentery that day, so he didn't want to do the fight scene, so he just shoots the guy. Very good, Jeff. I knew about that. <laughs> Except he only has one big sword, so no points. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, all right. All right, I'll give him a point. Okay. <laughs> Next one, please, Brendan. <laughs> No. Damn! <laughs> Keep it over here. Oh, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of slashing going on there. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to give us that one again, Brendan, so people can let it percolate? So the audience are thinking about count, it as well. Count how many people died yeah, in Yeah, see if you can just get as... the casualty count. <laughs> Is it Kill Bill? Yes, Jeff, well done. It is Kill Bill. (laughs) Kill Bill part one, the fight scene with the uh, Japanese... What are they called? What's their gang called? Crazy Eights? Crazy 88. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, give him some points. Definitely give him some points. Okay, now let's see how fast Jeff can buzz it on this one. Here we go. (laughs) 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 Street Fighter? No! 
Wrong game. Oh, oh it's, it's a game. It's a game. Tekken. No. Damn it. What's another game? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a giveaway sound in the middle there. Definitely. What that? Have you listened to it? Come on, guys, finish it. Oh, oh. Finish him! What's that from? Um, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat 3. A million points if you can tell me the two characters that were having that fight. Okay. Mr. Fist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no million points there! Okay, it was. It was, was it, Scorpion no, it was, it was he sub zero. It was he sub zero wins at the end of the clip, which would have been a giveaway. But mm. okay, okay. Next one. Next one. Round one. Fight. That's taken. No. Damn it. Oh. Keep going, Brendan. Street Fighter Two. Yes. Oh. oh yeah. That's, so it's Ryu. Ryu Ken and Hadouken. Okay. Um, yeah. okay, we got one more. Uh, yep. Yep. I can't see nothing. Got to open my eye. Come here, Rocky one. Rocky one. Yeah. Emma, well done. Give her a round. I'm actually so grateful. It's actually the only guilty, guilty pleasure I have is I've watched all of the Rocky films multiple times, and Rocky one is one of my top five favorite films of all time. Thank well, you. Thumbs up in the audience. Thank I, you. Don't be guilty. Don't be guilty. They're great. I'm glad to hear you say that, actually, because we're going to do a little bit of a bonus point round now. So um, it's a lot of famous fight scenes here, of course, and we've covered a little bit of them tonight. I looked up a few, looked up a few sort of lists of the greatest fight scenes mm-hmm. in films of all time. Of course, there's not really an agreement on that. Just people just make their own lists and so on. But there are a few common denominators. So if you guys want to tell me about your own favourite uh, fight scenes in films, especially I've, if you can name a few, there's, I've compiled a bit of a list of uh, common denominators. If you think you can name some of the best fight scenes of all time. Sure. Jeff? Uh, the Matrix. Uh, which one? Uh, the first one, obviously. Yes. <laughs> uh, although, I mean, the Burly Brawl and the Super Burly Brawl are both great, and they're the high points in... Yeah, I'll give you a point for that. Uh, widely widely hu- highlighted is the uh, one where he fights Mr. Smith in the subway at the end. Yes. That yes. Is, yep, 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 that's right. Uh, you didn't know over there? Uh, yeah, Rocky Balboa and yes. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed, yes, absolutely. Yes, we just heard there. Cut me. <laughs> Cut me. <laughs> Rocky Balboa and Ivan Dranko. Yeah, people have mentioned that. We'll give you a point for that one, Jeff. Uh... I would hope that um, Toy Story 2, where Buzz fights Zorg, and <laughs> it, it comes out almost exactly as I Jeff. I am your father, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is funny, but I don't have it on my list. But that is a good oh. scene, yes. Oh, uh, Bloodsport, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, Bloodsport. Uh, there's a couple of fights in that one there. Um, we, t- we talked about alien hand syndrome before. Mm-hmm. Anyone think of a fight involving alien hand syndrome? In a horror franchise. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Oh. Bruce Ash Campbell versus, versus his, his own, own hand. hand. Yes, his <laughs> own right hand. Um, liar, liar, where Jim Carrey's doing the claw and it starts to... Yeah. Not really a fight scene, but good. What about a comedy fight scene? There is a comedy fight scene that ends up on quite a lot of these lists. Is it um, oh. in Family Guy? Uh, is it Peter Griffin versus this is the, the chicken? chicken. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. That keeps but coming no. back. No, Blazing Saddles, the fight that spills out onto all the other lots in the water. That is great. <laughs> Haven't got here. More, more, more recent film. Will Ferrell film. Oh, oh, what are they? What's that one? Oh, 
Bridget Jones's diary. <laughs> Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it here. Will Ferrell is take amazing. Take, take, take more points off Jim. <laughs> I was looking, of course, for the. Oh, the Anchorman. Yeah, the Anchorman. Anchorman the news team, oh, team fight in Anchorman. Oh, yeah. I killed a man. Yeah, oh. would have tried it. I killed a man. Yeah, you're probably wanted for... You might want to lay low because you're probably wanted for <laughs> murder. Wanted for yeah. murder. Uh, sword for the probably one of the most the most uh, favourited sword fight of films. Mm-hmm. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. vs. The Man in Black. Very good. Phantom Menace. Three-way Another lightsaber fight. Yeah, that's right. Uh Return of the Jedi climactic fight That's between. A really good fight. Doesn't make many of those top ten fight scenes list though. Uh, there are a few Asian films on here, a lot of kung fu films, uh, Korean Korean film, revenge film, The Raid. Yes, Raid. That's an Indonesian film, but that is on the list. <laughs> yep. Um, I just wanted to say something because I was tired of Jeff Ding and all the okay, time. Okay, well, t- <laughs> t- tell me a good, tell me any good fight scene you like, Emma. Um, oh, well, I mean, uh, Jaws. <laughs> pretty good fight. I'll give you that. That's a pretty good fight. Roy Scheider versus that shark. Yes. Shark, yeah. Oh, good. Jackie Chan, Drunken Master, Drunken Master 3. Ooh, Drunken Master 2 is much better, Jeff. Uh, 10 more points on Jeff. Matter of opinion. Matter of opinion. <laughs> Is there a Drunken Master 3? No, I don't think there is. Um, the Steel Foundry fight in Drunken Master 2 is probably That, is, so, that yeah, is great. That's really good. A uh, few, few other ones here are the uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark and the airstrip, Indiana Jones and the huge yep. muscle-bound Nazi. Um, the Bourne ultimatum when he fights the guy with the magazine. And Ray uh, and I felt like we had to interject because yep. we just realised our name was Fight Club 7, but yep. we didn't bring up that there are some epic fights in Fight Club. In Fight Club? Yes. Uh, like when Jared Leto gets his face beaten in, which Wouldn't everybody in the see? world loves. Uh, yeah. um, what if S Club 7 had a fight? <laughs> <laughs> they are now over royalties. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Casino Royale, um, the opening fight sequence. The the one that is most commonly quoted in James Bond is from Russia from Love with uh, Sean Connery versus the guy on the train. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Sure on the train, which is a great fight. Uh, old Boy, which is uh, the one big one tracking shot with the hammer. Original Korean one? Yes. Yeah, yes. okay. Well, he also eats a live octopus on, uh, on yep. the film. Cool. Lots of points there, Quite I think, fine. Brendan. Before we go into this last round, uh, tell us, give us a score update. First of all, there is a Drunken Master 3. Oh, but it doesn't have Jackie Chan Jackie in it, Jackie Chan's not in it. Yes. Uh, ah. So, so no bones point. were broken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, ha- having a look at the scores now, uh, NACL are on 19. Fight Club 7 are on 22 points. Yeah. 27 points. Give them a round of applause, Fight Club 7. <laughs> okay, we're into the... Uh, we're on to what... Uh, Sorry, we just came up. We just realised we have a theme song. What's that? Final round. Thank you, Brendan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've got some uh, announcements going on. What's your What's your theme song though? Oh, that's embarrassing. Ain't, ain't no party like, like a Fight Club party. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was great. It was very it. organic it at the time. It was good. It was yeah. <laughs> so we're into the final great. round. Great. Thank you, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> So in the final round, in the, in the new degree, we often play who would win, uh, pitting you know fictional characters against one another. Uh, I decided, obviously, for a fight-themed episode, one character is not enough. So the final round we're going in tonight is called Royal Rumble. Mm. Uh, I have given each uh, team a list of a team roster mm-hmm. of available uh, fictional characters and uh, objects and animals <laughs> yeah. from which to choose. 
What is going to happen now is, uh, Brendan, if I, my lovely assistant, oh, yeah. Brendan, if I could uh, get you to reveal what's going to happen tonight. So, um, uh, as you can see here, that each team has their uh, health bar. Uh, so the health bars are revealed. So what is going to happen is each each team is going to choose each team is going to choose a combatant to step forward. They're going to uh, verbally attack the other team. Um, the, uh, the other team will defend, and then our administrator, Brendan, here will decide on the amount of damage that has been done. And we will continue until one team is dead. <laughs> that is what we're going to do. What okay. I'm going to do is, um, because Fight Club 7 are in the lead, yes. I'm, going to, I'm going to give them uh, an extra bar of health. Hey. Okay, so... But now this is the, the winner of the fight will be the winner of the entire show. Ooh, look out. Okay, so they have 11 bars of health to... NACL's 10. So, I'm going to, because you guys are coming, I'm going to let you to choose your first fighter. Okay, um, who do you reckon? We've got a lot to choose from here. There That's are a good lot options. of options. Um, Fight! <laughs> well, some of them are inanimate objects. That's true. I would shy away from them. Yeah, <laughs> initially at least. Mm. What do you think? Um, I, I think I'm feeling the bride from Kill Bill. The Bride from the Kill bride Bill. From Bill. We're, We're going to open it with The Bride from Deadly Kill Deadly work Bill. before. Guys, who are you standing out against The Bride from Kill Bill? <laughs> we would like to send out a swing ball suit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's The Bride. So far, it's The Bride from Kill Bill versus a swing ball set. Yes. So The Bride, what, what, what are you going to do to attack? Okay. Briefly. She's initially going to take out her katana. Yep. And she's going to do a low, slot, a low, fast swing down low, and actually just chop off the the pole. pole. Okay, yeah. swing ball set. How do you respond? Well, because of like that, that power, it actually like it, it kind of it just digs itself into the ground again. Because yes. Oh, so she just she goes through, but she's stuck in the ground. So she's vulnerable now. And then. The, this is a Hanzo sword, by the way. Oh, the ball! Yes, the ball just swings around. Friendly impact! <laughs> yes, from Maybe quicker. Yeah, clicks, now. clicks her in the back of the head or something. And hits her in the back of the head. Brennan, I would like you to propose some damage this for this. This is very clear, of course. The swing ball represents childhood, reminding the bride of a lost and <laughs> wasted childhood. Um, doing. One damage <laughs> to us. Yes, you to one, da- one damage has been suffered. Okay, uh, your turn to attack over here. So uh, we, five, seven. Who, you send, who are you going to send out? Who are we sending out? It's like Pokemon. Oh right, I get it now. Um, Who's your Pikachu, Ray? Cool. Uh, we send out. <clears throat> you can choose Pikachu if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got lightning powers. Uh, a Ford Escort. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're we know at, what we like. They're sitting, at a, they're sitting at a Ford Escort. Guys, what are you coming back with on that? Um, <laughs> we're going to go with um, an excavator. An excavator? <laughs> okay. Ford, Ford Escort, oh what is your approach? I'm sorry. <laughs> I want you to consider that a Ford Escort... It's a terrible car (laughs) that has stood the test of time. (laughs) It is indestructible. (laughs) I don't even need to go into it because Ford Escort is godlike. It's a tough car. Yeah. There's still a lot of them driving around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but what are you actually going to do? Are you just just going to be tough? Is that your approach? It's It's just going to be there and just have its mana in the room. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? So the Ford Escort brings its mana. Excavator. Yeah. Excavator. The excavator is going to dig up some dirt and yep. put it on top of the Ford <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Okay. Luckily, what do you reckon? I was thinking it could dig a sort of pit in front of it and then the Ford Escort is just going to flip onto oh, its like back a, like a turtle. Like a pit yeah. tramp and then it's got nothing. Uh, Brennan, how do you see this panning out? Uh, Fight Club 7, take two damage! Two oh! damage! Oh! I'm sorry. can't believe you dust my Ford Escort. <laughs> it's upside down now. Okay, NACL, who are you sending out next? Uh, sending Batgirl. Batgirl, okay guys, who are you sending out in response to Batgirl? Uh, Helen Clark! Helen Clark! <laughs> Look out! <laughs> Batgirl, what are you going to do? Well, Batgirl's obviously uh, concerned with truth and justice, so mm-hmm. Batgirl is going to uh, hack into Helen Clark's emails and release them. Uh, because that's a reasonably effective political assassination tool. Okay. Batgirl's also Oracle, so she's got some mad hacking skills. She has skills. got computer skills. Uh, Helen Clark, are you going to stand for that? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think Helen Clark, I mean, Ray, you might want to chime in here. Right. but uh, Auntie Helen. Auntie Helen, as we like to call her. Uh, She's got the powers of diplomacy. Yeah. And I think if you, uh, if you uh, hack her emails and send them out, you'll just find a whole series of um, really gangster uh, messages to young people. Because I've messaged yes. Helen Clark and she sends her Twitter very... Yeah, very frank, hip replies. A number of pictures of really adorable dogs. Yes. <laughs> That's right. So and, so and she's got the force of the UN behind her. So yeah. No damage, perhaps, from emails. Brennan? Yes, uh, so Helen Clark's openness on Twitter is clear evidence that this wouldn't damage her. Bagel takes two damage. Oh! oh. Helen! Two damage, on, okay. <laughs> Okay, Fight Club 7, who's coming out next for you guys? Oh, oh Ray. Oh, no. Well, a great white shark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fight Club 7 sends out a great white shark. Uh, NACL? Yeah, um, I think we're going to go with a sloth. A sloth? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the battle that David Attenborough dares not show us. <laughs> okay, Great White Shark, how are you approaching this sloth fight? We eat and ingest the sloth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sloth, how do you respond to being eaten? Um, just doesn't really bother it. Doesn't bother it. Doesn't really, doesn't really change the lifestyle at all, does it? No, it just, it just stays hanging from a tree and, and it just waits for the great white shark to stop moving. Because if it stops moving, the great white shark will die. Ooh. Patience. Oh. Oh, this is a tricky one, Brendan. I don't know. Who do you think? <laughs> it's, it's pretty tricky. <laughs> great white shark takes three damage. Oh, oh boy. Because if you eat those claws, it's probably not a good time. Like, if you swallow those. Uh, okay. You know, CL, who's coming out next? John Wick. John Wick. John Wick. John Wick. Just like, I mean, just like, give us just like, a little, bit, a little like, bit about John Wick. Who John Wick is. Oh, John Wick. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Uh, oh, easy. Oh. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Easy. I'm going to go people. with the custard pie. The custard pie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. John Wick, you're confronted with a custard pie. <laughs> what are you going to do? 
Um, I think he sits on a bench looking sad and just eats the pie. (laughs) 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 Thinks about his wife, thinks about his dog. Sad Keanu, custard pie. Eats eats it slowly. Well, I mean, I don't know much about Keanu Reeves, but he seems to me like the kind of guy who's quite obviously dairy intolerant. (laughs) 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 And so he might eat us, but, like, we'll give him rank diarrhea for weeks. Oh, maybe you will. And then he'll get dehydrated and then he'll die. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I went there. Custard pie really escalated that quickly. Didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Brennan, Brennan is googling. Brennan is googling. I'd like to point out that in the John Wick universe, he has drunk milk. Brennan is just quickly researching. That doesn't mean he didn't have an upset tummy, Jeff. And you know, Keanu Reeves is lactose intolerant. (laughs) Okay, hang on. No, if John Wick is lactose intolerant, (laughs) is Keanu Reeves presenting John Wick? (laughs) Keanu Reeves is John Wick. I've I've quickly researched it and I found a tweet. From Dairy Queen, uh, shouting out to Keanu Reeves for going to Dairy Queen. Therefore, it is unlikely that he <laughs> is dairy intolerant. And also, if he was, he would be like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, custard pie, custard pie takes three damage. Oh, oh. oh my god! Sorry, yes. I let us down. Fight Club Center in the red. Oh, I'm getting excited. Okay, okay. All right, whose turn is it even? Okay, you guys' turn. It's Fight Club 7's turn to send out a fighter. Should I make it done? Yeah, you can do it. I'm, I'm really, I really need to send out Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Rocky. Rocky Balboa is coming out. Left ball. Rocky Balboa, who's he going to fight? Um, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, now, there are two areas. There are two areas here. Yeah. There is brain, and then there is brawn. Oh, I mean, like, and this is a classic matchup. I just want to, like, you know, get this going. The history of Rocky is one of my favourite films. Mm. So Sylvester Stallone, he's a guy, he's got no money, and he actually has to work in porno because he wants to be an actor so bad yeah. that he can't get a gig, so he does some porn films. He writes the script for Rocky, and he goes to movie producers, and he goes, there you go, and they'll go, damn, that's a great film. Thank you very much. And he goes, no, 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 none of you can have it unless I am the lead actor in this. And it set his career on fire. So I'm not here for a second that Sylvester Stallone is a stupid man. I think he has... He has, like, nouse in real-life situations. Like street and smarts. Street smarts. He has all the street smarts. And I just think... And also, I mean, he would obviously kick his ass. Yeah. Um, all right? So true. I think... I does think look, does seem like a physical, physical mismatch. Street smarts versus actual smarts. Right. Okay, this, here we go. This would, be, this would be great if it was a fight against Sylvester Stallone, but it's very clearly Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Yeah, Rocky is... He's, he's also a nice fella. <laughs> All right? Exactly. He's a nice fella and he's got street smarts exactly. too. Exactly. I think... Um, Stephen, what are you doing when Rocky comes swinging? Rocky is too nice, I think, to attack him. And if, if you're in a situation all over again. If, if you, Rubbish. If you're familiar with The Wait. Simpsons, I believe Stephen Hawking does have a jetpack built into his... Wheelchair, <laughs> so I think he hovers upwards, and then Rocky's like, "If I may bust out my um, Sylvester Stallone impression, oh, I can't get all the way up where that wheelchair is up there." That's more of a Sean Connery. That's more of a. can't get up where the wheelchair is. Oh, what are you doing with that pen, Money Penny? That's definitely Sean Connery. You're, you're doing Sean Connery Bond, not Rocky Balboa. Um, uh, and then Rocky just goes back to Scotland. 
handouts and pamphlets I'd like you to read after the show. Brilliant. It seems like Stephen Hawking's defense was quite confused there. <laughs> Stephen Hawking takes three damage. Three damage. <laughs> Oh boy, it's getting close. It's, it's like 4 3. It's 4 3. It's 4 3 with NACL with a slight advantage. This is the, the tenth part of the game where both fighters are kind of. Hey, nobody wants to press the wrong button. Okay. Who are you sitting out? Xena Warrior Princess. Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, okay. okay. We, just, we just need a second here, I think. One second. We're just having a group. Okay. Take time. time. This is important. There's no, yeah, yeah. there's no clock on this particular yeah, yeah. fighting game. No, it has to be on the list. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be on the list. Right. Play by the Follow rules. your heart. Oh wait. Do you just want to? Do you just want to bring one in that's not on the list? Yes. <gasps> controversial. Can't go rogue. Okay. No. No. You have to know. You have to admit it. You have to submit it to the board. How do you want to read? I'll review it. Yeah. Who's the most? Awesome woman, you know. Don't ask me that because there's a list of hundreds. Um, <laughs> my, my, my grandma. Okay! Oh, <laughs> I'm allowing it! Okay! Yes. So, Zena! <laughs> She's such a badass! It's gonna be Zena versus Ray's grandma! Zena, how do you approach Ray's grandma? With caution. Zena <laughs> is a warrior princess. She has she has her blades that she can throw from a distance. She has a, her horse, horse riding skills. Um, She's got that shield, doesn't she? She can just like she has a shield also. Yes, beat the but mostly the throwing facing. blades. That's her main oh thing. So I think it would just be a case of like she rides towards Ray's grandmother on on horseback, goes, <laughs> throws the blades and um, severs. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that's the intention. That's the intention. She throws okay. the blades at Ray's grandmother. Wow! Head. Wow! Ray's yeah. grandma. Wow. Zena does not fuck around. <laughs> Neither does my grandma. <laughs> Gone, Ray. My grandma is uh, a pretty agile, eighty-six-year-old. <laughs> she fucking ducks out of the way. Easy. <laughs> this is the voice of experience. <laughs> <laughs> Offers uh, a delicious home cooked meal, which she has poisoned. Um, <laughs> and I don't know this from ex- well, I do know this from experience because she has, and I really hope that no one from my family listens to this because she has talked multiple times about poisoning my grandfather. <laughs> 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 Largely in jest. Uh, however, I wouldn't put it past her. Every, so joke, she, my every joke has a grain of truth. Zena with uh, a delicious spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> Brendan, what a clash of titans! <laughs> <laughs> I I have to start thinking about myself now. Yep. And um, I think it's more likely that I'm going to get repercussions from Ray's grandmother <laughs> than from Zena. <laughs> so Zena takes three damage. Oh! Oh! CL yeah, down close. to one health point. It's one place wow. three, and it is it is Fight Club Seven's turn to attack with their new fighter. Oh, this is tense now. People are thinking it is. That I feel real the tension. Um, we've only got to get. I know. I know. Get a single hit. I know. Just like an ankle kick. Well, you just do that. Yeah, just like. 
I think, I think we've got to go with the obvious choice for this team. The next obvious choice after Ray's grandma, which is Richie McCaw. <laughs> Richie McCaw. <laughs> Richie McCaw. Who are okay. you sitting out versus... Sending him out. Hedgehog McAwesome. Do we go off list? Or do we... Uh, might no, it's possible Jeff doesn't know who Let's is. maintain our <laughs> dignity. Okay. Um, <laughs> we reckon that, or should we go with that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, um, we, we fight Richie McCaw with a pogo stick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't wait to see how this plays out, if I'm honest. Richie McCaw? Richie McCaw's got way better footwork than a pogo stick. Yes. Uh, and also, drinking all that milk, his bones are just so full of calcium that he's just basically an unbreakable robot. Yeah, yeah. there's a Fonterra uh, shell. Yes, yep. that's right. Yep. That's right. So, Richie kicks a try. Yeah, first of all. Oh boy! That could be a fatal mistake! Richie kicks a try! It was a joke! Oh boy! Pogo stick, yes! Hang on, we're not done! Okay. Yeah, it was a joke! No, keep going. He doesn't kick a try because he's not a kicker, as we all know, all of us Crusaders fans. He, um, he, but he does take the ball over the try line. Yeah. Um, and there was a kick involved in that process. And um, he, scores <laughs> a, he scores a try for, for Canterbury. And, um, you know, and, and the All Blacks, we like them as well. Um, and, and, then, <laughs> and then he gets in his helicopter. Um, or his plane, depending. Yeah. He, he drives both. He yeah. has both, yeah. Um, and, and flies away. And pogo sticks can't fly, so... That's true. <laughs> That's true, well, he flies away from the pogo stick. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, pogo stick. the pogo stick wins by technical knockout, surely. <laughs> yeah. He, he scored a try, <laughs> though. Well, he has left the field, hasn't he? Just kind of pogo stick still there. That's it, he, yeah, the, the pogo shit stick showed the up. Pogo, the pogo shit. <laughs> Did not they say that. The pogo stick. Um, the pogo stick waits for Richie McCaw to get into his helicopter and mm-hmm. take off, and mm-hmm. then the pogo stick. Jumps up into the rotors, and um, another tragic New Zealand helicopter crash. It's another <laughs> tragic situation. <laughs> the irony is, he could have been saved if the Westpac rescue helicopter had been available. <laughs> but um, yeah, take up the rotors. <sighs> Only um, people had given more at the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brendan. On this complete and utter downer. Um, <laughs> Look, it's, it's obvious that uh, three damage has to be dealt at this at this moment. Oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a question for you as to who deals that damage. <laughs> so I would like you to applaud for the team that you think should land the final blow. Do you think it should be Richie McCaw? <laughs> or the pogo stick? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. You don't come to NACL the NACL is the winner! The winner. <laughs> you don't, but then, yeah, you don't you don't come to the nerd degree and reference sport. <laughs> it's fine, what Jeff. It's fine, Jeff. Jeff, you obviously don't care about all of the young people in New Zealand getting free milk. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine, Jeff. It's fine. Not if it's Fonterra's. <laughs> That's not free. Well, Boom. I think we've all learned something here tonight. 
thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for attending another epic uh, battle at the Nerd Degree. Uh, thank you to the Orange uh, Studios, for, as always, for having us here. We're here the first Wednesday of every month uh, with a new episode. Otherwise, go check us out, nerddegree.com. My thanks to Dr. Aaron Harrington uh, for help with a lot of the questions tonight. Uh, Administrator Brennan, any thoughts? Yes, well, it's time to announce the prize. Oh, the prize. <gasps> a prize? Yes. Uh, we've instituted a new prize policy. This is exciting. <laughs> People were complaining that there was no point in competing. So, the reward for NACL Energizer is that at one point in their life, they are allowed to talk about Fight Club. Hooray! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, from us to Nerd Degree. We always love to see you here from us. So, good night! Yeah, like, it's really good cardio, and it hurts a bit, but it's a good kind of hurt.